0: Money ain't to me. No. 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 Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the 503 for the fans podcast. This is Noah. What's up guys, it's Fallen, And here, we're back. It's been a long time. I mean... It's been a very frustrating season, so we got a lot to cover. Um, I've been having a lot of guys, people, asking me on Twitter, um, why would you want to be the 8th seed, even if it means we're going to get swept by the Lakers? Um, We'll get into that later. Um, We're going to go over standings, draft uh, draft picks, uh, mock drafts, and we're going to go over just uh, our over- overall opinions of if we want the Blazers to make the playoffs as eight seed or if we want them to miss the playoffs and just re-gear for next year. So let's dive into it. Um, currently, the Blazers are sitting at 26-33. and 33. They play Indiana tonight at uh, in Indiana. It's the first game of the three-game round trip. Um, TNT game, so... We'll see how it goes. I mean, C.J.'s going to be, again, he's going to have to be the guy. Um, Dame's out. I don't know when. He's, they they said he didn't make the trip to Indiana, but he should make the trip sometime in the three-game road trip. So I would I would guess he was, he's going to come back on that Monday game against uh, Orlando. There's no real, real reason to play him against Atlanta or even Orlando, to be honest. But I bet he's going to want to get back. And we don't... Still don't have a update on Nurkic. I mean, I don't know what the ballgame is there. Um, me and my friends in this Twitter DM were discussing. We just think that randomly someday Nurkic is just going to be put available I, I swear he's just gonna they're just gonna come out and say he's available and he's gonna he's ready for the game tonight I, that's how they're playing it because they haven't said one thing and say said don't expect to see Nurkic until until February which it's about to be March and it's not looking like he's gonna be in February and I get that calf strain probably had something to do with it but anyways let's get into this the Blazers are currently two and a half back of the eight seed Grizzlies. Um, they're only currently a half game up on the Pelicans, a a full game on the Kings and a, and a full game on the Spurs as well. And, the Suns are not too far behind either. They just lost Kelly Oubre, so I don't expect them to do the best. Um, so it's really going to be a race between my predictions, is it's going to be a race between the Pelicans and the Blazers. And, I mean, maybe the Spurs, they might make a late push. They have 33 losses as well, so it's it's looking pretty hefty. That's four teams with 33 losses. Wow. I mean, <laughs> yeah. West is not as strong as it used to be. No, no, <laughs> no. And uh, so. My thinking on this is you go to mock drafts, and actually, we'll talk about this first. You go to last year's draft, and the eighth seed of last year was the Los Angeles Clippers. They didn't have a pick, so that doesn't really count. But the Spurs, even as a seventh seed, they got the 19th pick. So that 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 gives you kind of level of where the Blazers will be at if they want to be an 8th seed because the Pacers last year were the 7th seed or I think for the uh, East, yes, the Pacers were the 7th seed. They were the 18th pick and the Pistons were the 8th seed and they got the 15th pick in the draft. So you you look at the draft and especially a draft like this where it's not deep at all, um, me and Fallon over here were looking at draft uh, draft uh, mock drafts and currently if they're... Projecting the Blazers to be at 14th, so indicating they will miss the playoffs. And they're going to draft Jada McDaniels out of Washington. The 6'10", uh, power forward, um, extremely raw. I mean, he was coming into the year maybe going to be a top-five pick. I mean, that's if that's someone, yeah, I would prefer ob topping but he's looking like he's gonna go top five so yeah easy. that's that's great <laughs> easy top i knew he was gonna fly off the, the draft boards i mean he's just a freak of nature i mean and it sucks like he, if he's a they're gonna draft him ahead of james wiseman that's saying a lot i yeah. mean wow uh i think maybe the suspension has something to do with it yeah exactly um but my overall point is that when you look at this is that it's very top end heavy this year in the draft. I mean, you have Anthony Edwards from Georgia, you have Lamella Ball, obviously, Obi Toppin, James Wiseman, Nicole Anthony, and Nico Mannion. And that's and Nico Mannion's a gonna be a stud, but he's not nothing superstar. I mean, he, he could prove me wrong, but it this is very top end heavy. And then it goes down to a bunch of Subpar. I'm not saying anyone in NBA subpar, but it goes down to Isaac Okoro. Um, he's good. He's a legit, but he got hurt at Auburn. Uh, Theo Madeline from France. I mean, Okongo played with the Ball brothers at Chino Hills. Oh yeah. So he's pretty. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's also a, raw. Yeah, he's player. Yeah, USC. He's pretty good. He came up to Oregon State and gave them a lick honestly yeah he did, yeah, he did. <laughs> Josh Green at 15 I mean if the Blazers were to make the 8 seed they would be a top they would be a guaranteed 19 through 15 pick and in this draft you really have no problem with that honestly because there's no difference between sliding there and, in, and if the Blazers truly do feel that there is someone that they want to get that's on the board then they could trade up I mean if they want to trade up two slots to go get a subpar first rounder and a one of the weakest drafts in i i would say the past 10 years um then that's what they have to do but my thinking is that this you get nurkic back and he's not guaranteed to be the nurkic yes and i know everyone says that and i know it's gonna take time for him but he having him come off the bench for 20 minutes a night i mean he's gonna have to accept that i mean like thinking about it yes nurkic you're gonna have to accept that if victor oladipo is coming off the bench for the pacers you're gonna have to too. I mean, especially with Hassan playing expect, like he is. Yeah, like, no, no. i mean, change. exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I mean, and Zach just came out and said he's looking for mid March return. So I mean, that's literally two weeks away. So yeah. that's, that's that's big. That's likely to happen. Yeah, so that's I mean. likely. I mean, he's out in the court. And he said he doesn't know if the trainers are gonna are gonna do that for him, but yeah, uh, he said he wants to be out there and that's his target return. So that's exciting. I mean, there's games all the way till April, and they, we got 25 games left. Um, I, I really – I don't – I get the argument of coming and saying, oh, they just need to re-gear next year and get a draft pick or the getting a draft pick, a higher draft pick has potential of trading it. Um, I, I do understand the argument. following was just talking to me about this as well. And if a team wants to do that, sure. But if you're Portland, you're going into the draft and you're drafting another player that is just going to sit at the end of the bench next year and even to the next two to three years. I mean – you, the Blazers are in the toughest spot I've I've seen a team right now because there's no real direction and based off just... You know you have Dame and you know you have CJ and people always want to trade CJ but you know you have Dame as your center core and you... When you have a team that is supposed to be contenders for the next two three years or three to four and he just signs a big contract like that you're not going to be able to develop draft picks and they're fortunate they're not fortunate but i mean in a way they got fortunate with nazir because this is a year and stats isn't even utilizing him the right way um but it was fortunate enough for gary trent example gary trent this year because he really got to develop and get those playing time that's not going to be there next year. I mean, Gary's got, Gary earned himself some minutes next year for sure. He earned himself a backup two-guard next year, a dog coming off the bench. I mean, he really did. But I think if you're drafting a guy like Jaden McDaniels next year, um, yeah, I don't see him playing for two to three years. He's young. I mean, he's 19 years old. That's like the problem with our team. We're so young that it's like
1: – why are we trying to add more and more when we're just going to be sitting? Like, we're all, like, waiting on Dame to, like, get his team. Why would we draft younger guys around Dame when we're trying to have him win? That's
0: not – that's no, not – no that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And, and I get the argument of, like, oh, yeah, we could trade these players, but these players aren't going to have that much value in this draft. I mean, that's what some people need to get is that a 14th pick is not that valued in this draft. I'm sorry. <laughs> Teams – the teams ahead of you are all the teams that are going to be bottom feeders next year the Blazers are not a bottom feeder team next year I mean no no older team like in the playoffs this year like Oklahoma or Houston or Clippers or Utah or Denver teams behind you are not going to trade up for a draft in this a a pick in this draft that's just my prediction and going on well I want to talk a lot about this because we didn't get a chance to talk about this I mean at the dra- I mean, at the trade deadline, what what in the world went on with Neil Shea? I mean... Well, we saw
1: that the, we tried to get love with the Hassan and Bazemore deal, but they weren't trying to do that, and obviously they went for Drummond. So I don't know what we were trying to go after there, because that was, I think, the only trade we sent Hassan in. I think that was the only offer we had Hassan in the trade. And then I, I laugh
0: that O'Shea acts like he didn't offer Hassan one time. Yeah. yeah that's, oh. that's just <laughs> crazy to me. I mean... He Hassan was has done great, but if we're gonna miss the playoffs, you look like a fool keeping Hassan. You look like a fool keeping. I I I don't even want to call him out, but he does look like a fool for keeping Hassan if we're gonna miss the playoffs. He he puts us in a position where we're gonna probably have to sign Hassan back for a one year, fifteen mil per deal next year. And that's going to take up all of our cap space and then we'll have a full Emily and then we'll have a potential first round draft pick to trade. I mean, that's not a lot of budging room. I mean, so I I really don't, I mean, there's always a potential sign and trade, but I mean, I don't know what, again, like I said earlier, the Blazers are in the weirdest position I've ever seen them be in. I mean, you're not trading Dame CJ or you're not trading Nurkic, so those three guys you're not trading already. And... You know the Blazers with not trading ta- uh, draft talent, so they're not trading Zach, they're not trading Anthony, they're not trading Gary, they're not trading Naz, so that's four people. That's that's, that's a total seven. of se- that's seven people right there that is not getting traded, yeah. and that's not to speak about Trevor Reza, who's been an absolute stud for them. I mean, Rodney he- Hood. Hood, who's going to opt in this summer, who's going to take up... Also, most of our cap space. So that's nine people. I mean, Ariza's gonna be here next year because he's on contract next year. So, yeah. I mean, the team. You you look at the team next year. It's gonna be Dame, C J, Ariza, Collins, and Nurkic. And I mean, I don't know if what they do with Hassan. But if Hassan decides to come back, and he said he feels they can play with Nurkic, he can play with Nurkic. I don't. And and where the the league is trending right now is very small ball, where you got guys like Houston playing six seven guys at center. So, like, (laughs) you don't. We're one of the last teams with one of the real big men in the league. I know. I mean, it's you look at teams like. I mean, you could. I guess you could say L.A. I mean, AD, but AD plays a five, and he stretches it ridiculous. Like there's, he's not no five. AD played point guard in high school. Like, yeah. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, jeez. I mean, when they played Houston, they they fumbled the bag because they just wanted to beat them inside, and that's all they focused on. But. I Even mean the big centers now, like Embiid and
1: Jokic, they're still shooting threes. Like you don't see very many big men not shooting. Besides Rudy, Gover. and that's and that's
0: one of my things. I thought for Nurkic when he came back is that he would for sure. I think he's gonna come back with a jumper. A I think jumper. I think he's gonna come back uh, more polished. I think he lost like fifty pounds, something like that. Yeah. Um. I think he's in a real good position to really work on his game over a year. I mean it's. I, mean, I don't know.
1: Zach has a jumper. So yeah, Zach has
0: a huge. jumper exactly, and he plays. He could play the five too. Yeah. So, I mean, Zach is a perfect guy. You could play against like Houston. I mean, I, he would he would tear up PJ Tucker. Honestly, that's just that would be a great matchup for him. But you again going back to the eight seed and draft talk, it's just like the Blazers are this year. It, <laughs> excuse me, this year they are in a position to really. Set some building blocks, in my opinion. If you have a team like this, they are top three in the league and miss games um, by players. If you have a team like this that makes the playoffs, well, having the schedule they had the first two months of the year, um, having your starting uh, four who replaced a guy like Alfredo Aminu, who was a starter for three years, had a lot of continuity, and he was, honestly, that's a hard guy to replace. I mean, sure, Aminu had his struggles, but. That's a guy that's been there, has known the system, and has has proven to be on a winning team with us. I mean, he went to Western Conference Finals last, last year, and I mean, everyone was sick and tired of Migno. I mean, it sucks. That he had, a, I think, he tore his meniscus with Orlando, something like that, or his ACL. Um, uh, sucks to be, sucks for him. I mean, that's sad to hear. And um, but see, seriously, if you have a guy like Zach Collins go down the third game in the year, um, that's that's a guy that helps Hassan on backside defense. I don't think some people get that. I mean, uh, wh- what's your thoughts on Zach's impact and what do you think he will bring when he gets here on, like, March 15th or something? Oh, I arguably think... I, no, I'm not arguing. I think Zach
1: will out Hassan, obviously, because Hassan's leading the league in blocks and rebounding machines and so on, but... Our paint defense is so much fucking better with Zach. <laughs> it's not even close. No, for real. Like it's our like Zach just brings that a tenacity that when someone gets in the paint, like they're getting blocked, and so does Hassan. That's why I think those two together, especially on defense, would be disgusting down low. Well, exactly.
0: And the game that Zach actually left and he got hurt was against Dallas, and that was a game where we go into Dallas and we're I think one one in the year. I think we lost to Denver, then we won our next one. Another long team. Too. And then another long team. And then Zach was a perfect guy to play against yeah. against uh, KCP exactly. Yeah. So so, uh, it's just matchups, and then you got to this point where you you're without Zach, and then you're like, oh crap, we don't we don't have depth like we thought we did. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you had to put out guys like Anthony Tolliver out there to start a game, and, and Mario's Hazonia. I'm,
1: we had a lot of hope for Mario
0: six months ago. Oh my, but. we we had, we thought he was gonna bring something to this team that like I mean he preseason he was godly. I and was he like showed a lot in New York last year too. Oh so I know. It's just very he, disappointing. I know. It's just I think he gets in his head too much, honestly. I think he just I think he knows that he is on like a fringe with this team and it's just like, man, you could really help this team in so many ways. Like he can he can pass the ball, he can dunk. I mean his shot is whoa, no. Yeah. No. I mean the shots like here and there but it's not horrible i just but it was just like last year he was hitting
1: consistent threes like his percentage was not bad at all and I, like he gets over here on a team where we're contending after a western conference finals with the lineup that we want and now he's
0: getting minutes like valuable minutes and i think it just all got to him i think i think it did too i think I it's know. also i think it's he knows he doesn't he hasn't met his expectations and yeah i i Honestly, I he yeah he is he on a two year deal? I, I, I think, think so. I think he has a player option. So I don't. I, I don't see know. him coming back. No, no, no. And I think they. I guarantee they tried to trade him, and I guarantee they did. And I guarantee no team took him. And yeah. That's not like, but he just hasn't proved to any team that they're not valuable enough to get taken. It's just you. Wow. There's just so many things. If you listen to our podcast, the first co- the first two episodes before this year started, it's. Wow, we were jacked. We're we were. Jacked. <laughs> we, were ready. We, we thought this team was. We thought this team was high sailing. Yeah. I think, it's just like sad looking back. I mean, there's nothing you can do with injuries. I mean, top three in the league in injuries after a year like that. After, you know, what's sad is that the they had last year. They were they were number one in league in the league in games not missed. So yeah. they were the most healthy team next year uh, last year. Um, besides the Nurkic injury, because that really actually obviously put them back but they had a very healthy year last year um everyone besides Nurkic and then they come into this year they're talking oh yeah we're gonna be championship contenders I think we got a legit shot and it just implodes in front of them I mean there's just so many things that went down the Hassan fit was questionable from the start and he they really had a tough time getting used to that pick and roll it's just I don't because his passing was nowhere near the same
1: as Nurk's. so when they did the p- high pick and roll, Dame loved to feed the ball to Nurk, and then he would, you know, off ball. And Hassan just now is starting to get to that where exactly. he can
0: throw the ball in tight spaces. Exactly, and, and it's just yeah, <laughs> it's, it's I don't. And Hassan's tried to get better at it. I've seen he's tried been doing those like back uh, back screen cut passes. Yeah, uh, he's doing better at those, and you you got to give him credit. He's definitely worked hard on that. But again, I mean. I think that's where CJ struggled the most,
1: because that's where he fed off was Dame and Nurk feeding the ball. And now that Hassan is focused on getting Dame the ball and then working off CJ's, you know
0: pick and roll that way, I don't think C.J. gets as many looks as he wants. Exactly. And also is that Hassan, I mean, it's just a proven fact. He's not the best screener either. It's just he slips the screen really early. Defensive-minded big for sure. Exactly. And he slips the screen for sure, and he uh, he doesn't get a lot of contact. And Dame even said himself like that's something he had to get adjusted to because – nurk sticks his guys a little more nurk's a great screener i would say top five top 10 top five center for sure and screening and i mean he just lick nurk just really gets a part of guys and just rolls really hard i mean nurk was that combo that that pick and roll Dame and nurk got that to t before he got her i mean to like a literal t and he just that's something you gotta get adjusted to i mean the schedule they had was ridiculous they had like 15 out of 18 games are on the road to start the year, which is just ridiculous. Like, after having seven new players, um, an injury like Zach. uh, Not having Nurk. Not having Nurk. I mean, just wow. And just, they didn't, O'Shea did not. Give depth in the areas they needed to, and I, I discussed this as a problem from the start. We didn't have anyone like guard. I mean, geez, I mean, Kent Bazemore was our was six five playing the three for us, and we were just getting t- torn up. I mean, it's just he had to come in for Rodney when Rodney got hurt, and I was at that game when Rodney got hurt, and just the whole arena just went dead again. It was just like Nurkic again. And it's just like. Are you kidding me? And then I'm sitting in the bleachers, and I just get the uh, alert from Shams: Ronnie Hood tears his Achilles. I'm just like, like, what kind of year is this? And it's yeah. just, you—we've had to deal with this whole entire year after just telling ourselves we're going to be championship contenders. It's just—it's crazy. I mean, wow. It, there's so many. There's so many things to talk about, and I don't know if we've entirely just like talked about the eight seed and making the playoffs. But what's what's your overall thought? On making the playoffs as an eight seed and versus making a draft pick or a little higher. What's what's your thoughts?
1: I mean, you know, we talked about this before we got on pod that um, either way, like I think it's a ah, I can't say getting a draft pick is you know progressing for us but like I said we you know some teams are out there they're looking for those draft picks up close and if we get you know a 12 to 10 if we don't make the playoffs get a 10 or 12 pick or even lower like an 8 some teams are going to want to trade for that and you know we could ship a guy with Hazonia like we can ship Hazonia and a pick and probably get someone of worthy that can come off the bench for us but like you said making the 8 seed this draft is not that big and so or very deep, I should say, and making the eight seed, you know, if Nurk and Zach come back and Dame is healthy, I don't know. Like, if we somehow don't get the Lakers, (laughs) which is very unlikely at this point, um, I don't see us beating the Lakers, but
0: I'm not putting us past Denver again. Like, I love how we look against Denver with those two guys. And, uh... I don't, I don't really think there's a way for them to get the 7th seed. No. No, no.
1: no. No.
0: I mean, you got Dallas, who's at 23 losses. No, yeah. Like yeah, I said, the exactly. Lakers are worst, but the like 10 games ahead of 7th. Wow. No, that's not happening. No. And uh, unless someone just has a fallout, unless the Mavericks or Jazz... I mean, the Jazz are playing like absolute dog crap. I mean, just yeah. horrible. I just... I don't see us matching up no. against LeBron. No. There's no one that's stopping LeBron. No. I mean... You, Riza's your best shot, and he, and LeBron literally tossed him across the court yeah. last time we played. No, it's, <laughs> no, but I mean, LeBron but, missed the playoffs last year, but one he thing ain't missing, no, yeah, one thing that is encouraging about this is that, is what is the role Melo going to accept when Zach comes back? What is that role? Is he didn't, I mean, do you think Melo starts still when Zach first comes back? I think Melo starts at the three, yes. You think, think, you think, and then what do you think of Ariza? I think Ariza Because
1: if Melo keeps putting up numbers like he is, Zach's going to take over Ariza's defense. With the paint, and Mello has shown that he's played enough good, like a good enough defense. Dude, all I year. would honestly play
0: Ariza at the two sometimes. Honestly. Exactly, I really, really wouldn't it's care. Like, I really, CJ can come off the bench too. <laughs> like it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean like, he's not gonna come go off the bench to start, but no, yeah, but he could. But like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like he could replace him, and that that's a nice defensive lineup. Right exactly. There. I mean, well, you can't sit a guy like Mello
1: who is putting up 30, 25, some of these games. Yeah, and he's I still mean, getting boards
0: like he is. Like. With and those the defense three? is into the liability. It's not like exactly. It's not something glaring where you're like, oh my God, Mello, you suck on. It. It's just like, yeah. Like some, I had someone telling me like CJ was such a liability. I was just like, dude, CJ. I've seen a lot of strip strip steals from CJ yeah. lately. I was at the game and a guy like Jalen Brown coming down your chest and 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 the fast break, it, and CJ He's strips him it. right off his knee. Yeah. And that's just like easy like that. I'm just like, okay, CJ, I see you. And also there was like a weird stat where earlier in the year I don't know how long it lasted i mean he still might be top five but it was like he was number one in the league for uh people six seven and under for blocks and i was like that's another and this is when kent Bazel was on the team so they were like number one and two so you know how kent does kent's a great uh a great shot blocker yeah. and uh for his size i mean his length and so cj's really improved on the end i mean you i i i agree i think I think Melo could take on a six-man role if he really, if they're transparent with him and they and they tell him, hey, this is what we want you to do. So I don't really know what route they go, but seriously, I think the lineup you could have against the Lakers potentially would be Dame, C.J., Ariza, Zach, Hassan, and the bench would be Ant, Gary, uh, Melo, and. Who would be the four there? See, but here's my thinking: Nurkic would be that, and yeah. the four would either be like Naz or someone. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we don't have Scal anymore. That, that's, that hurts.
1: Yeah, that, bad. Because <laughs> that's another guy that was popping off this year and like making it like Gary Trent because he was getting minutes. Like I that. think
0: he, I think he got actually really really hurt. I, I that's I think that's part. of... The, I think O'Shea tried to come up with something like on the fly, saying like, "Oh, we uh, we wanted to save 1.1 mil." Like no, you. No, bud. Like, you're not going to... That was our backup you, center at the time. Yeah. Like, you can't... Like, bud, um, you're not getting under the tax no. even doing that. No. So what? So what, what would you trying to accomplish? 1.1 1. 1 mil? Like, seriously, like, Jody, you're looking like a cheap... Yeah. You're looking cheap right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Paul Allen would not... <laughs> I don't want to throw shade like that at all, but Paul Allen would really... Would not allow that. And it's just... Unless, like, unless... Scout was really hurt, which I do think he is. There has been no word about him. I, I mean, I don't know what's going down with Atlanta. I haven't seen anything with him. In Atlanta. I don't think he's played. No, no, no. he hasn't even got cleared, no. dude. Exactly. Like, they thought he, they, yeah, he reevaluated a month, and that was like in the end of January, bro. So, I think he really was hurt, and I think osei just had to say something about trading him, and they don't want to. I think he was trying to save him by not saying he was overly hurt. Because he cares about Scow, and if he says he's overly hurt when Scow's going to be a free agent this summer, I think that could've, that could have screwed Scow a little could've, bit and yeah. said like, "Hey, he's too hurt." Like with his history, you're probably right. And I so I that. think that's my thinking on that. But still, I mean, you could have a bench with Mellow Nurkic, and that's a solid two. That's a solid two punch off the bench. I mean. Unless with Gary. With Gary yeah. and, and Ant. Yeah. And, I mean you could potentially have a guy like Winning Gabriel. I mean, he's yeah. been a stud so far. I mean, you could have Naz, I mean, there's a lot of options you could go. I don't think they I again it's just this year is so like it's just so like you can't do anything really. I, it's just nothing so impactful on this year that you just oh, the yeah, it's jumped this way. I mean, you go to the draft, the Blazers are gonna if they miss the playoffs, they're probably gonna be a game or two out of the eight seed. Like that's the gonna be the reality of it if they do miss the playoffs. And if they if they want to be a top 15 pick i mean sure make the eight seed get a get a 15th pick if you want i mean we would be one of the worst seed, not like record wise like we i don't know what they would they might go on some insane run and do something crazy and have like above 500 record but they they could have a potential 16th pick and that's picking someone like josh green out of arizona who's a very good guy i mean there's there's RJ Hampton who's very raw. Oh, I mean, Hampton. Precious Achua, He's from Memphis. He's gonna be a stud. Yeah. Isaiah Stewart. I mean, Tyrese Maxey. That's a stud right there too. I was just like, there's a lot. There's some people, and I get the whole hidden gem thing where like, oh, like you could you could hit gold on some player that's like no one's talking. That's no one's talking about. Yes, but. You have to develop those players, and that's just the moral of my story. Is that you? There's no time to develop, and if it's a hidden gem, then you're not going to trade this person now. Like I mean, he's not he's not discovered yet. So it's just like Siakam. Like everyone's like, oh, you got to get yourself a Siakam. I'm just like, it's a one of a kind. It's a one of a kind. Number one and number two, he got some valuable playing time next to an MVP. I mean, Finals MVP. Um, defensive player of the defensive year. Defensive player of the year, Kawhi. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you got some valuable... I mean, Kawhi's not elite, like a kind of leader like that, but I guarantee he gave him pointers, and I guarantee he One talked to him. One of the best him. in the league. Exactly. Like. I mean, like... And he was already coming into his own then, yeah. so, like... See, so yeah, you're just like it's just unreal expectations. And one thing I will say on this mock draft is uh, shout out to Peyton Pritchard for being on there. I mean, that's that's big time. I mean, that's a Westland product right there. It's another uh, guy that could you know surprise people in the exactly. league. Exactly. I for mean, sure. he's a secret, solid second round pick. I mean, he's oh, yeah. ahead of guys like John Trey Jones, who's yeah. at Duke. I mean, yeah. like cash Stanley yeah Peyton Pritchard's a stud yeah wow I mean I, I I thought he was gonna be a top level like he could be with in the second round if exactly really. <laughs> exactly I mean shoot there's a that's good for Peyton Pritchard so there, again it's been good to have been back I mean the Blazers have a lot to do 25 games left the next stretch is Indiana Atlanta uh Magic. Um, they play tonight in Indiana. Uh, Indiana has been struggling. I think they've they've they have like a below 500 record since Oladipo returning. So which is confusing. Um, I, I think the Blazers will go two and one this stretch. I, if they win tonight, I think they'll go three and zero. What 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 do you think? Uh, yeah, like you said, if they win tonight and
1: they limit Trey to forty or under, I think we win that game for sure. Cause they're also very injury hurt. They don't have Capella. Like they don't have Scal. They're. Hurting as well, yeah. So and they
0: traded a lot of their guys too. So, yeah. I mean they traded Crab. They traded exactly. uh, Alex Lynn. Yeah. So Jabari Parker. Oh yeah. I traded a good amount. So I mean Jabari Parker actually tore us up last time. So uh, that'll be a game. I mean in, uh, the Magic are injured too. I mean they don't have Jonathan Isaac. They don't have Ami uh, oh. um, So I mean they're they're it's gonna be. They have a potential to have 3-0, get to 29-33, put yourself in position. They have the most home games left out of any Western Conference team in the league. Um... They have the second easiest schedule. Again, I really do think it's going to come down to the Pelicans and them. I think the Pelicans have a real shot just based off literally them not playing no one. And yeah. it's just like the Blazers. Like, the Blazers aren't playing. Like, they're having stretches. Like, they don't have a stretch where it's just like, oh, that's like three teams in a row. Or, like, like they got I, – I, I'm so – like, I literally put on Twitter – the stretch where they played Miami, Houston, Jazz twice, yeah. Denver, Lakers—they LA. went six and two in that stretch. Yeah. Like that—that that stretch right there could have set them off the board right there, just alone.
1: Oh, that was our best stretch of basketball all year. For oh, sure. easily, 100%. Um, easily.
0: I mean, like Dame was just nuclear level. I mean, they don't have a back-to-back game against 500 opponents until March 29th. And that's against the Celtics and the Clippers. I mean, the Celtics and the 76ers. So that's a a pretty hefty back-to-back. But, again... We just can't play to our opponent's level like we always do. Exactly. So, I mean, they they got a good stretch. So it's been a good talking to you guys. I mean, great to be back on the pod. I've missed it for sure. We'll definitely be back next year for sure. I mean, next year's going to be... Again, it hopefully a contending team. We'll, we'll do another pod soon here, probably next week or so. But uh, see you guys later. Again, check us out on Twitter at 503BlazerFans. Check out Faultin at Faultin 7 right? Yep. Okay. And Sam can, couldn't be here, but he'll be back on the next show. So see you guys. Peace out. Make a lot of chips. Life is a game of poker. I be out. Sending shots on from lovey-dovey. lovey Ha-ha Davis to the bank. I got money, money. Celebrities playing rich. Just a bunch of junkies. And you know what it mean if you see me getting chunky. I own homes and cars and I only fly. Pre-